Okay, hey everybody, it's uh, it's kind of like trending Twitter Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, it's time for a Tuesday episode. And I had this idea, it struck me. Um, when I'm recording this, it, it, it's still a bit after the Super Bowl, so when you hear this, it'll be probably way after the Super Bowl, and that's not too important to this episode, because uh, they think the way we're going to do it. So there's a 2017 Super Bowl. Uh, the halftime performance was by Lady Gaga. And I, do, I, I don't know, like, uh, like here's the people's impressions I get. I think the internet liked it, but I'm not positive. My daughter liked it, and I, I enjoyed it. I only watched it once, and I watched it, well, I don't think I watched it even live. I think I watched it probably, like, I was trying to avoid, believe it or not, like, just because of my time crunch making the show. I was trying to condense my Super Bowl watching down and avoid the commercials just because I wouldn't wouldn't be able to watch the Super Bowl because I don't really have a four-hour chunk of the time on Sundays because uh, Sunday is my biggest production day. But uh, it was like I'm definitely watching the half you know Super Super Bowl halftime show with Lady Gaga. And, like, initially, I didn't have this idea initially. Like, when I was watching the halftime show, like, I, like spoiler, my, my favorite part was uh, the very end. I just found it, like, I, I don't know if I was bemused or amused or both. And I'm not sure if it was the look on Lady Gaga's face. I don't want to, well, I guess this isn't going to be, like, a recap, like, a... But she was standing, like, and again, my memory, you, you know, that we listen to the podcast, like, my memory's not perfect. But I pictured her, she was up on something high, like rafters or, uh, like, I, when I picture in my head, I'm just picturing, like, bleachers, like, for, like, high school bleachers. But she came to the end of the song and she just, she dropped the mic, literally dropped the mic. I think she, but she didn't just drop it. She, like, it kind of ejected it from her hand. Like somewhere in between ejecting it and dropping it, and the coolest, like it was so cool. Like I sit her seriously, like was frozen, and just the look on her face. And then there was this brief pause, and then she just followed the mic uh, into the ether. I just thought it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and maybe it was just me. But then my daughter commented commented on it too. And again, I think it like I haven't rewatched the uh, show, but I think like it was something about the look on her face as well. Like, uh, and I don't know if that's mirroring, like, it, like I'm picturing the look on her face and it was like a stern, a playful look, like both of like irritation and joy combined, which is kind of like uh, 50% of my status all the time. And the other side is like where I'm striving to to, to go, you know, to, to, to the joy. So, but it was, so then a couple of days ago, like I realized, oh, these things, you this YouTube is, you know, YouTube's got it on there probably. And I say, wonder like how much of that I like, because here's what, like, uh, we'll do a quick run through. I remember she, like a couple things seemed impossible in a good way. Like, cause she started at the top of the stadium. Maybe I shouldn't do this because, uh, I mean, here's what I'm thinking. We'll do like a trending Twitter Tuesday episode, but based on the segments on mute. So maybe I think this will be like a reinterpretation, kind of like the KDFC, uh, uh, village episode that was based on an afternoon listening to KDFC listener supported classical radio. 
They could always use more support over there. KDFC is the Bay Area's own. And you could, this is just me for free. They're not putting me up to this. But uh, you can listen on the internet too. Like, especially with the with speaker woman, you just say speaker woman, play KDFC if you have the tune in skill enabled and, and then she'll play it. And that's what I like to listen to at bedtime. A established in the BBC 3 or 2, whichever one, because of the uh, loudness normalization is different and uh, it can't change, like, the, like uh, just like I'm already in bed and the speaker woman's not so good at, like, uh, like I like to use it anyway, like uh, just in case someone from BBC 3 tune in and relations team is listening. Also with the BBC, just in case somebody's listening, I still, like, we, a long time ago, we were working on a pitch with somebody there or in that area. And, like, then Brexit happened. But I would love to uh, talk to someone there about your shipping for, you know, like, I'd love to do something with you. So if you're listening, you know, let's talk. Let's make some, let's make some dolls happen. Anyway, this is about Lady Gaga. And I guess this would be... So there may not be a lot of you, again, there's a rare age range of my slice of life, but there was this Michael Jackson, he was, he was uh, I mean, he, he, he was the uh, cat's pajamas to me. I don't even know what cat's pajamas means, uh, but that was one of the few first albums I listened to was Thriller, and my brother and sister and I, we would listen to that over and over and then at some point, like, I never went to Disney World till I was, like, much older. But they had this video in Disney World and Disneyland called Captain EO, which was kind of like uh, Angelica Houston was in it. Yeah, some part of my brain just interrupted me to make sure I gave Angelica, Angelica Houston credits. Of course, that part of my brain doesn't know any other cast members of, of it other than but it was like a futuristic music, 3D musical starring Michael Jackson with some great songs in there. And I kind of feel like Michael Jackson's music's kind of getting this, like right now has a strong, pop music has this strong MJ influence. I don't know if Lady Gaga does. I guess I'm not, like, who do I think I am? What is this, Song Exploder? Uh, like Song Imploder. Song, song loader, I load it down and then it does, anyway, so, uh, but here's what I propose. I'm going to start up the uh, YouTube reca- replay of Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime report. This is just to give you contextual information and we'll see what, like, like, like if it's on mute, uh, and since I've only seen it once and I can't hear the songs, you know, cause the lyrics would normally influence me. And my, my, my poker face, uh, which can't read, it can't read my, I, use, I think my daughter or maybe me thought it was carry my, carry my, but so, uh, what am I going to do? So, so I'm going to play a segment and then like, I mean, I'll be pausing the recording in between those things. So ideally, so just come across like the myth of, uh, the myth of Gaga or something. Probably I'll come up with a title hopefully during it, uh. So, yeah, just uh, snuggle in, and I'm going to get things going here. Okay, everybody. So I've been, uh, I've been like, polishing up on my myths, myth studies, and I came across these great incidents. Uh, uh, they happened long, not long ago, but long enough ago. Uh, 
in the southern U.S., uh, there was a gathering uh, of uh, peoples, uh, and they were celebrating the nightbird goddess, Kaka. Uh, kind of like the yes, kind of like the football player, Kaka. And she's the goddess of all the nightbirds, and there's a lot of tales of her. A bit of a trickster goddess, uh, beloved uh, by those who love her. And, uh, you know, the, the, not by, but not by small creatures, you know, because of the owl, you know, the owl, she, she's, you know, works in the world of owls and, you know, nightingales, maybe, I don't know if nightingales are actually a night bird, but definitely owls and other night birds that I'm not aware of, because uh, uh, my limited education but this was a festival for her, and it was a big festival, one of the largest, a yearly festival. And, like, okay, so I was trying to learn. Okay, so I did it. This is what really happened. I pitched this idea uh, to Fables Monthly. It's a, well, they went out of business, actually, believe it or not. But, but uh, it pitched them on an art. Like I said, this was back, you know, one one or two lifetimes ago. You know, when I fancied myself uh, the next, uh, you know, uh, raconteur, a writer, a journalist, uh, when I was deep into, you know, because I didn't realize my grasp of the English language and communication was best uh, in a more abstract form, even than like uh, Gonzo journalism. But I had heard about this gathering, and I pitched like it. And also, I changed the names of all these magazines. Of course, Fables Monthly couldn't pay, you know, for me to go to a you know small town, you know, to stay in a motel room and all that. But uh, I did pitch them on this. I said, "I'm going to go to this festival, and I'm going to learn about it." Because if really like, I had to pretend, well, that wasn't too hard because I had seen like uh, depictions of the goddess, uh, the Gaka. And I said, well, that's intimidating. Like I said, well, that's an intimidating bird goddess. And I um, I didn't, I guess I should have done more prep work. Like you just at least look up nocturnal birds. But I said, I got that covered. And, I, you know, and then I, so I headed down there, you know, flush with Fables Monthly Cash, which meant, uh, uh, you know, you could stay at the local, the local competitor of the Motel 6, uh, they don't leave the light on for you at these places. I mean, they 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 leave the light on behind the like a glass where you slip your money through, and then when you you go to uh, you know anyway, and then so that like uh, hmm, how do I put this? Uh, and this was like I this was when I was doing like a different kind of method. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm no. I'm no guy, really a gonzo journalist, but uh, like I did attempt to live that lifestyle without the journalism and or the doing stuff. But this was my one attempt, so I did partake in things because I mean, it was you're preparing for this event. I had to be able to put my ego aside, and when I say ego, I just mean like uh, my like my negative ego. This is oh boy. So I, I, you know, consumed things that would enable that. And then I headed uh, to the gathering area, this temple, uh, which was an old industrial building uh, where where people were gathered to, to praise Gaga. 
And, like, first they had all these feats of strength, and it was, like, uh, that part, like, it was kind of weird for me because I was a little bit, like, out of it, and it was daytime. And I was trying to tell what I was, you know, with, like, the noises I was hearing were imaginary or people whose feet I was stepping on, which was, you know, of course it was that. And I think there was caber tossing, but I think like I so like that's all I kept saying. Like, can you show me the way to the caber toss? And people would always look at me like, and I, like so I kept looking. I guess I got over. You know, when you're uh, when you're dr- drifting into the like uh, like chemical pathways of the mind, we'll say. You know, sometimes I get fixated on something. So I kept just uh, trying to find the caber toss. And then at some point, I think I was caber tossing with, uh, like, a paper towel, paper towel, um, well, there was a tube of paper towels. Uh, then, I mean, it, maybe I just uh, stopped thinking people were communicating in the same language because I think most people don't communicate in gibberish. Uh, but then as the sun fell, uh, like, I think I got, I got my groove, like the sun was falling. So then I couldn't see people and feel like they were looking at me. Also, at some point I realized that in order to, um, like kind of complete my Gonzo thing, I traveled, started traveling with a briefcase. This was, you know, it was a wannabe. And of course the briefcase, like I was too paranoid. So all the briefcase had in it was like a water bottle sunscreen, like wadded up money. What else was in there? Um, I don't even know what, I, like, oh, paper towels, because the paper towels, like, I, t- I don't know why I took the, you tried to pull, it was a mess in there, but it was like, uh, it brought me comfort. I would stroke the uh, the front of the briefcase. So that, that and the falling of the sun, you know, brought me comfort. And then they said that the goddess was coming herself, Gaga. Uh, to perform, and then, like, uh, all of a sudden the lights came, and up at the top of one of these industrial towers, uh, she was there. Like, I felt like, it, like I thought it for a while it was Ziggy Stardust uh, descended from the heavens. And, if, like, then these, like it was wild. Like, there's these birds, and I said, I didn't know... I don't know how I said this is a supernatural event. Uh, this is a real goddess, which is like uh, this is an oral review of it because all my papers were like my ten times more illegible. I think I was writing on paper towels, like most of my notes, and they were just so illegible. It covered it like I think at different points. I was really sweaty too. And also sometimes I was like sucking on the paper towel for comfort. But so at some point, like, uh, she's standing up there and everyone is transfixed. And then these birds start flying around her. And I don't know if it was like the play of lights or the play of chemicals in my system or reality, but it looked like the, like birds, uh, were forming different, like, like, like they're lightning bugs, but some were red, some were white and some were blue. And then I think, uh, like, uh, a guy was, like, singing about, or I don't know, like, because uh, I couldn't, like, something with any of this kind of stuff, my ears always go wild. So I wasn't hearing anything normally. So, and again, like I said, I think I was speaking gibberish. So anytime I asked anyone, 
I mean, at some point, I guess I crossed enough people. I think I was pleasant enough because they just said, hey, it's Cabertoss. They were calling me Cabertoss. So all these birds are flying around. They're changing around. And I thought it was like the United States flag. And then I said, that must be my imagination. Like, what is this guy got with the USA? And I said, I said, well, maybe the eagle. But then, like, all trickster goddesses, uh, she turned into, like, a little bit of an Anansi with, uh, with like, uh, what do you call those things? Like a web, like silken strands. And she used that to fly from up above. I mean, I guess she was a bird goddess, too. But it seemed like she was flying on these strands. I guess maybe not. Maybe that was my imagination. And I started to get confused because she was standing, like, in this proud, like, like manner, but not intimidating. Like, so I said, well, of course, I mean, she's due her respect. Uh, the goddess, of, without the goddess of the nightbirds, with what I know about nocturnal uh, orthonoids or whatever. You know, I learned that because Data said that on a recent episode of TNG. Is, uh, you know, we'd, we'd have a lot of stuff like, like, you know, they really clean up, especially barns. They know that, that owls live in barns. They said, maybe, maybe, and they said, well, maybe there's a morning doves. I don't know if they're a night bird, but they probably, they sound good at night. But then she was standing up there and then she must've been saying something about Prometheus. Cause all of a sudden there was like these things. And she started uh, talking about, uh, she started doing this dance uh, about Pinocchio. And I said, okay, USA flag and a Pinocchio dance. And she was talking about the journey uh, that all of us take as a puppet. And I said, well, this is political, I think, uh, is puppets. But she was, because I couldn't hear anything, I wasn't, I'm not positive on any of this. Uh, but the positive message was like that, you know, you got, you learn to swim, a lot of tension in the shoulders. So I think there was like this, uh, this healthy message of like, uh, stretch your shoulders out, you know, brush your dirt, shirt dirt off your shoulders. Like Jay Z says, and then dance, uh, like, and everybody started really dancing, but again, I couldn't hear anything because my ears were weird. And then she did this thing where she was tousling her hair, and then she started flying. And so I said, okay, this myth is lost on me. And then the nightbirds came, beautiful, beautiful nightbirds, uh, male and female, uh, translucent. Uh, and then some birds, like, it get, this is when it got really trippy, but I don't think it was my imagination either. Uh like there was like a, like Promethean style uh, stuff, and then these beautiful these nightbirds, and they were some kind of nightbird I wasn't familiar with because I don't even know about any birds that have translucent wings, and the beautiful beautiful torsos, and I think the message she was saying was like she was telling the tale of the lost nightbirds and how this flock of birds. So beautiful and so lovely, and that the, these nightbirds were born out of the, when the stars and the earth and the owls and the, the the things out like all of those things like uh it gave birth to one progeny maybe one of those ones where it's like uh, it just it pops out 
And so these nightbirds, you know, they had aspects of all their parents. So they were very, very, very diverse birds. Like, even though they shared some features like translucent wings, you know, they all had an individual translucency. And they all had the owl's fierceness. But they also had the ability to stay close and to love Mother Earth and to be grounded. And then they, they also had the translucency, but also the stars in their eyes. I don't know. like, uh, And then because of their birth, uh, what is that called? Sponta- spontaneous creation. That's what it was called. Not, not, not during this. This was, I think I could, was reading this on my notes. Because of that, uh, they just had a, like, they were just so happy. And I don't know if this is where the idea, this myth is where nightclubs come from. Yeah, but I guess, like, what would happen is these birds would dance and they would dance and they would dance. And they loved to do that. And, uh, like, like they, like, and they would tweet and tweet and tweet and, and, and sing. And Gaga, she would sit up there in the heavens, and she was a very social goddess uh, in a positive way. Like she would hang with stars, the gods that were stars, the moon, the dawn and the dusk. Like sitting up there, watching these beautiful uh, children of hers that she shared also with the earth. So the earth would smile up at her, and the stars would laugh. So I guess they had features from her too, like, because uh, I didn't count her features. But they were all very individual and unique. Uh, but together, like, uh, the, the, I think it was something about that, the, the spontaneity of joy. And they just brought joy wherever they went. And, like, uh, the, the, like uh, at night, they would settle in an area. And I think they were, what is it, itinerant? Like, they didn't... Um, what is that called? When you go south for the winter, whatever that's called, it'll come to me at some point. Or, but you know, but I think Bugs, maybe Bugs Bunny was just going on vacation. But these birds, they would just go places. I think like drawn there, or maybe guided by their their different uh, their different parental units. And at night, they would settle somewhere, and they they would like uh, instill it with a little bit extra joy when a place needed it. And like, uh, like, and, and for a while, like, it was kind of a mysterious because, like, people would just wake up in a better mood, and most people weren't aware uh, that they were visited by. In this particular bird, like, its spelling is tough. Lucy, like, 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 Lucy's, like, Lucy's. I, I would say is the name was the name of this group of birds. I think in the French word for that, though, like a, like a, like lucre or something, but Lucy's, you could say, if you, you know, if you were there watching this uh, ceremony. And so this is all happening in front of my very eyes, like a recre, I didn't know if it was a recreation or retelling because it was so, I was so deep in this myth. I was like, call the Eastland Institute and freaking, you know, get them to, to grab, to, you know, dig Joseph Campbell out and like, uh, you know, get me out of here because I'm knee deep in myth. That was just cheap, 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 uh, gambling pun. But I said, I, I found, I, I don't, if this is my bliss, no, because it was chemically induced. You can't chemically induce bliss. 
But then, I guess, with the, the tale that I was watching unfold that was being true, like, this is real. I mean, I freaking, I don't know if Joseph Campbell's like some sort of, uh, no, what kind of God do you think Joseph Campbell became? Uh, I mean, of course, a story God, but what, like, uh, what's a metaphor for that? But like, uh, this is when, like, this man, miss was being transferred right to my synapses, uh, by this goddess. And, I guess what had happened, if I can reconstruct what happened, like they were really happy, these birds. Yeah, but they were also really proud because uh, there was this new, like, uh, like this new empire on earth. And that empire on earth was like a day based empire. And the rulers there, they didn't like, they didn't like, the, like, night or night birds. And they had put a ban, like, they had, like, installed all these lights, like, you know, one of these kingdoms with castles, there was torches, there was gas lamps, there was a whole nine yards. And, like, at some point, like, uh, a guy and, and her, her Lucy's became aware that uh, the people there were very unhappy under this ruler. And so the Lucy's went there and they sang every night and every, every night they like that the birds sang, if they would like uh, go to the tree and they'd surround the tree with light or they'd light the tree up, uh, literally light it up and uh, like chase the Lucy's away because uh, they said, uh, you know, we don't want them. And they'd like shoo the birds and then, you know, no one knows where the Lucy's would go during the day. They would go and sleep. Uh, so then this ruler, like, kept seeing, you know, he, he was telling his people, you know, no one, you know, can rest until, like, the night these birds go away. And the birds didn't like that. So then, like, uh, our goddess uh, Gaga, she called in the crows and the ravens to come, too. And, and, uh, because she has this, like, she had this, like, silver magical bird beak. Uh, that's how she communicates with the birds. Uh, I guess birds of night, uh, uh, this particular ruler is not delight. And so then the crows and the ravens came. And so then they would alternate all night outside of this castle in different places, like the beautiful singing and, and, and joy of the Lucy's. And then, no offense to the crows or the ravens, but they just do a whole lot of cawing and crowing and, and that kind of thing. They kind of be toying with this god, or get like a, a king or whatever. So this king, I guess, was very powerful. He gathered a lot of earthly riches, a lot of earthly power, and whatever like arrangement this ruler had, who will be named nameless. Uh, made a deal with, like, I don't know if it was the sun, like, one of the, like, gods of the day. And I don't know if it was a deal they planned on welching on or whatever, but they said, you got to get rid of this, uh, like, caca and all her Lucy's is driving me nuts and these crows. And the sun god, uh, or the dawn god, I don't know which, like, again, not an expert on this, okay? And I can only tell, like, again, like, at some point... The only picture I have from this is me. Well, there's a couple pictures, but one I had my briefcase over my head, like an A-frame hat, and the beard of paper towels, uh, and I'm holding like a like a paper towel thing and pretending it looks like I'm about to caper toss it. But so, 
like, I guess, the, like, the sun god or the dawn god was like, you know what, the, the, like, the Lucy's and the night, like, we live in balance, you know. And we need the joy that the Lucy's bring. We need them to clean up because, you know, anything crawling, crawling you know, they, they clean up that stuff with owls and whatever other. And ravens and crows are necessary. They're part of the balance of, uh, you know, nighttime and, and daytime. And plus the, the dawn god was like, people are just in a better mood when they hear that joyous, joyous music of uh, the sweet, sweet songs of the Lucy's and all their different uh, tones and, and like uh, pitches and all that. And then this this ruler was pretty tricky because at some point, like, they kind of got to do a standoff. And, you know, the, the uh, Kaga and her, her, her birds, her people, you know, they're proud. So they had had, like, this more proud celebration in defiance of, like, uh, all, the, all the lighting and, 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 and stuff uh, and bird harassment. And so they had this big performance one night, you know, where it just kept getting more and more and more and more night birds were coming. And this ruler convinced it was a day, one of the day gods uh, that this was a threat uh, and that their proudness it was haughty. When it wasn't really haughty, it was just proud and self-aware and self-confident. But they convinced, you know, they said this is a haughty uh, display of defiance of, you know, the dawn because they performed right into the daytime. And they were like, we're, we're defying you uh, to the human ruler. And so he convinced the dawn god that the dawn god was going to have to step in and, 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 and do something. And so the day god was thinking like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, like uh, deal with this, with some sun stuff, you know, solar flares or whatever. Yeah, uh, but by the time of the day that all this got processed, the moon was up, and you know the sun was still up, and the moon was still up, and Kaka uh, and the birds were still singing and performing, and the moon kind of chimed in and said, "Listen, this is a human. You know they don't have uh, priority up here. You're going to send out some solar flares, and this is a goddess one." Two, everybody loves these Lucy's, you know, what are you going to do? You can't just uh, solar flare them. Also, they're birds, like, what the heck is wrong with you? And the solar sun god said, well, you know, they're, you know, they, this human's got me on some technicalities that I can't tell you about because I've been hanging on Earth. And a lot, you know, and then the moon said, okay, well, let me be the, uh, like, uh, uh, intermediary, because you can't just uh, take it with full action. You know, we're trying to have a consensus God stuff going right now. And, you know, this will give you a layer of, you know, deniability too, just in case. Uh, and then, like, the moon God was really smart. Plus, you know, uh, was, um, anyway, so said, okay, what are you going to do? And then they said, okay, well, I'm going to set up a game board. And we'll have a game where Gaga, and then the sun god was like, well, but Gaga's a trickster, so we'll never catch her. And then is it sending a, you know, someone disguised as a crow or a raven and just carry her onto the game board. And then the sun god said, well, what kind of game is it? And the moon said, don't worry about it. It's actually dusk, you know. So then it was night and there was this game board set out. 
and this crow carried a out there. And all of a sudden, these, uh, like, uh, I don't know, these, like, shiny, uh, I don't know if they were crows or they were some sort of, you know, crow, like, undercover working uh, for whatever. But then, like, this, like the, the, uh, like, the, uh, like, a guy was like, what's the game? What's the game? And what had happened is, this is how to this human ruler really knew what was going on. The human ruler... I don't know, I guess I was confused by the crow part. Shiny crows I didn't understand. But the human ruler had uh, imbued these magical, like the sun at the same time, even though it said, okay, go ahead with the game, it sent like some magical sun dust down to this human ruler. And the human ruler like put it on his soldiers so they kind of like... You know, they kind of grew like a little like puffy, puffy triangles. Uh, and they surrounded Kaka on the game board. And she said, is this the game? And then like they like put this gold jacket on her that made her just into a toy. And it had like a spiky triangles on it, too. And they made her perform for the sun god. And, and they said, you'll rehearse all night. That's the game with my soldiers. And they led her around. And they were also trying to tire her out uh, so that she would lose. I don't know. These are these kind of games, you know, they're confusing. And then the crows came out again. And the crows had like a long stringy, like they had, like, like they were like, uh, we're getting rid of some of our feathers and no one knew why. And they were saying, quit trying. So, like, somehow, like, what had happened was, like, they started, uh, like, circling the soul, like, the whatever they're called, knights, uh, with the spiky armor. And then, uh, they had gotten their feathers into the knights' things, so the knights were all tickled. And then, so then the uh, they couldn't do anything. But then the king or the, whatever this ruler, uh, so it was like seemed like a, it was going to be a bird-human standoff because more and more crows were coming, and the Lucys were free, and they were forcing Gaga to perform. Then all the humans came out with torches you know, to try to reduce her power. Because all of a sudden, when she was performing, like in the Spinocchio style, her gold jacket just uh, turned back to her silver coat, her normal silver coat. And her hair grew even more longer and silvery. And the humans came uh, with the torches, and they surrounded her. And the leader, he was kind of saying, you know, this is like, who was who she... she uh, to sing when she feels like it and to have these birds freaking singing. You know, humans need to sleep. And the people were kind of like, well, you're you're a king, you know, you're a ruler. So, uh, you know, also they said, well, we'll get, get you extra good stuff if you do this. And, you know, not, you know, one of those things, you know, tit for tat type thing. And what Kaka finally realized was that, uh, She's been frowning for the past, like, two or three hours, like, in this whole thing with uh, dealing with them. And so she turned and it turned her. Now, she's, she's a, like a, a goddess in human, mostly human, you know, so we could absorb it. But, you know, some bird features. 
And she started to sing a lullaby to all these people and tell them the tale, the true tale of uh, whence humanity came, the spirit of humanity, not just our uh, physical bodies, this grand, grand tale of how we too were born, but instead of being born of the sky uh, in the earth, like the, the uh, what do we call them, the Lucy's were, uh, she sang this song of the sea, and she ran around and she hugged these, like all these, these villagers and humans, and she told a tale of how our spirit was born from a soupy sea where we all swam together and, you know, we were bouncing around and, and stuff like that. And like, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff and the humans kind of like, they, they, they enjoyed the tale because she said, you know, you're going to be okay. You know, you're, you know, you're just doing the best you can. And you know, one, you were once soup, and sometimes you can feel like soup, and that's why I have the Lucy's here. But being soup from a soup, a soup of uh, where life sprang out and then crawled up to the earth, and then I don't know this far. You know, it was a, it's, it's it's tough to follow, but it was beautiful. You know, when you sing about soup, it's tough. Or yeah, I don't know, not miasma. What is that called? Primordial. Oh, primordial ooze. The the good days, as she sang. And then all the soldiers, uh, like, uh, they, they, what happened was uh, behind the scenes, uh, all the soldiers had captured all the Lucys. And I think maybe that happened earlier, and I forget to tell you. Maybe that's how they were, I think, during the game or whatever. But it didn't matter because with one fell swoop of this lullaby, it began to rain primordial soup onto the soldiers in the Lucy's that they were holding. And another spontaneous change came, and they became these beautiful doves. I think this, I don't know if they, like, fused or what, uh, but it was like beautiful, beautiful doves, uh, the symbol of peace. And so they said, let's dance right up to your ruler's place, and let's show them a piece of our peace, piece of our peaceful minds, uh, dance style, with the songs of the Lucy's and the songs of the like the knights and the humans and everybody who's dancing once again, uh, joyfully, uh, with this symbol of peace, the doves. Uh, but the doves also had the beautiful range of the Lucy's. They, I mean, the Lucy's must have been tough because they had to give up their translucent wings. Yeah, but the ruler, of course, wouldn't have it. You know, there's a, they stood outside the castle, the final dances of resistance, saying, you know, we won't be ruled by someone that doesn't want, like, birds that bring us joy at random moments. And somehow, I don't know if there's a spellcaster, but they, like, like somehow they can't, like, her, this uh, ruler still had some magic uh, dust from the sun god. But he had, like, powers of ice and powers of heat, and so he froze them all together uh, to one giant bird and goddess combined, and they were stuck for a little while. And then they broke free. They danced their way out of that. Then he put them to sleep, and they lied down asleep, but then they started tapping their fingers in the ground, and then they all woke, woke, woke up and danced again. And then, then, like, he tried heat, but uh, it wasn't, the heat was already rising because uh, 
really like a, a guy was just hitting her stride. And, you know, she was powered by the power of peace and joy. And she started just doing all the dances any human would be familiar with. Everything like uh, mashed potato, the twist, the boogaloo, you know, the dab, the, the, you know, shorty five, the voguing, you know, bouncing, moving, grooving. And then they all marched to the top of the castle. And like, uh, like to the highest tower. And then meanwhile, the, the same leader was thinking they were chasing him to the highest tower. Uh, but what no one knew is that there was this giant wave of, uh, primordial stuff coming in. And soon, like, uh, this must have been a magical tower or some magical situation because it kept going up and up and up and up. And all the people of this area were in the tower going up and up and up. And they were all uh, kind of combined in these peace birds or doves uh, following their goddess up and up and up. And then this giant primordial uh, wash came in. And everyone said, well, what is this? So like, what, what, what in the name of, uh, you know, whatever those things that were crawling and uh, the goddess stood at the thing, and the leader was there, still kind of like, like, what are you going to do, arrest me, or, you know? And the whole area was flooded by the primor- primordial waters, primordial soup. And she said, don't worry, it's time to jump, it's time to, for the next jump in evolution. And, the, you know, of course, this leader said, evil what, uh... You know, that's nonsense. She's nonsense. And she said, I'll prove it. And she jumped in. And it wasn't that hard. The water was high. And primordial uh, soup is like the exact perfect temperature, you know, not just for spontaneous evolution, uh, but also it feels great. And especially like way more minerals in primordial. Like it's so good for the skin. And, you know, like uh, all that stuff. So people started jumping in and they were giggling. And this is right at the sunrise. And everyone's jumping in and then they're realizing, okay, they're returning to their regular form. Uh, and the, they said, well, what is it? They said, this feels so good. This, pri- this is primordial, you know. And then the sun god was laughing because everyone seemed so happy. And the leader was just sitting up there alone, like with his legs hanging and looking at every person in his whole kingdom, everyone he ruled, even the birds in the sky, everything was in this, uh, you know, this uh, water swimming around. I mean, there's plenty of floating stuff to take breaks. You know, if you didn't like to swim, you could just bask. Now, Kakao was gone, but no one noticed at this moment because everyone was just so happy. And the leader was saying, I don't see any difference down there. You all look the same. And then he was pointing at people he knew and, you know, saying, well, you still got that thing on your, you know, you still got that beauty mark. It's not so beautiful, you know, critical stuff. And everyone's just laughing and, and awash and something. And then a little child said, uh, oh, yeah, there's this evolution down here. Because we want you to come join us because it feels so good in here. Just feels so good. We want you to jump on in too. And that's how we're going to evolve. We're going to be even nice to you. 
but you're not going to lead us anymore either. Because uh, your cat, like, I think, like, whatever the technicality they gave this person, land ownership and, you know, whatever was in the castle, which they said, well, your castle's underwater. And I think probably a new landmass arose, and the, the birds, some of the birds were already there. They said, this is the, we're going to crawl out of the sea into this new land. And, you know, it's going to be like a joy city. You know, it's not going to be joyous every moment. But this special waters that came in uh, taught us what we already knew from these Lucys and from our goddess. And then they saw a twinkle in the sky and they knew she had returned uh, from whence she came. They said, this is the next step in evolution. Just being nice. They're trying to be more nice than not. Uh, trying to have a little joy in our heart, a little extra dance, a little extra rhythm. And we feel down, splash a little water on our face and say, whoosh, this is, whoosh, that feels good. And later he harumped and didn't get it. And they said, well, we'll be over here on this island. When you want someone to come get you, well, you're going to have to jump into the water and see if it changes your attitude. And uh, I don't know how it ended, uh, to be honest, because I like, uh, at that point, like I did hear, there's someone that said there's a caber toss in the parking lot, and I went out there to report on that. And uh, I mean, and then like it was boring. At least they said, uh, okay, caber toss is pretty interesting for a few minutes, but uh, it really seems un, like not good for the lower back, even with these br- 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 like big caber toss when you throw uh, like a telephone pole. Um, and it's just, I said, they can't be good for their lower backs. So then I went back and uh, got in my bathtub with my briefcase. And that was the end of my stint as a Gonzo journalist. Uh, and it's the story of the myth of the uh, the goddess I once observed in a ceremony in the southern United States. All right, thanks and good night, everybody.